Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bottled. The 14th episode today is with David Sikovich. David and I talk about his journey into health, fitness, bodybuilding, and training yourself to remain physically and mentally healthy. Please enjoy. Just sitting and talking to somebody was like, you know, something that you care about, something you want to yeah. vent is just yeah. amazing. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 100%. What episode is this? Uh, this is 14. All right. Yeah. Lucky 14. Lucky 14. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for doing this, man. No worries, man. Yeah. No worries. And um, welcome to Bottled. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So I guess um, to begin off with, uh, you know, we don't know a lot about each other. Of course, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's going to be a very interesting one because we are determined to get somewhere. 100%. Like, and yeah. we both have very similar philosophies uh, from what I've noticed in fewer interactions. Yep. 100%. Yeah. Being uh, just always having that like determination to always like do your best no matter what aspect it is, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's in career, bodybuilding, gym, relationships friendships you're always trying to do the best you can yeah. um, and that's the best mindset i believe to have yeah and just saying yes uh maybe not to everything yeah not to everything bad as well yeah. but just saying yes because you never know where it leads you yeah you never know where it leads you and that's yeah. that's what's interesting about it um but i always found like just doing your best like when i started like my like bodybuilding journey and stuff like that started like such a young age of like mm. 16 years old and stuff like that um, yeah and so you're 24 now 25 24 yeah so it's been like about eight years holy shit man a long time yeah <laughs> so you know when people look at bodybuilders and who have a good physique yeah. you don't really see the hard work that's that's there. no way no way yeah they just see the end result mm-hmm. so you see the picture you see the videos but you don't see what's going behind the scenes the the amount of work it takes to get there mm-hmm. yeah it's and some people are shocked when they find out or think it's crazy mm-hmm. or, yeah. but like it's a passion of mine and many other people that also do it, do the same thing yeah um but yeah that's this the passion is what drives you to keep going yeah. and keep doing it um, and from what I've noticed, in a lot of people who go to the gym have yeah. this fitness um, in, in, a, in a, as an integral part of their journey. Yeah. It's like a religion; like you can't skip gym, and if you do, you feel bad, and you're like, you yeah. know, hundred percent. You you definitely. I, I have that guilty feeling if I miss a gym session or even miss a meal. Yeah. Like for instance, like last night, I needed to eat two. I came home at midnight, and I needed. I was two meals behind. I had to eat both meals at once. Yeah. So I'm there eating at like one in the morning eating both those meals but i know i have to eat those meals otherwise if i don't eat those meals i know today the next day i'm going to be feeling low i'm not going to have enough calories and i'll be dropping weight more quickly than i need to yeah so it's everything is under a microscope a hundred percent literally i've read that if you stop going to the gym or if you skip gym uh quite a few times yeah. your body goes into reverse mode yeah and it's um it, it is true because i've noticed uh, i'm a beginner at the gym yeah. but yeah. i've noticed if i skip two days or three days it's yeah. like i don't want to go anymore and yeah. you just get this feeling yeah so i always tell people the start is the hardest yeah it's trying to make it a habit 
um, I've read up that it takes about 21 days for your mind to form a habit. Mm. So those first, that pretty much that first month, you're like, what am I doing? Like, this is a, such a waste of time, right? But once it's become a habit for you, you won't even think twice about it. Like, I don't think about twice about going to the gym. It's just normal routine for me. Yeah. And, and then that was the same with dieting too. Like, initially when you start dieting, you're like, oh, this is a nightmare. Like, why am yeah. I doing this? But then the more you get into it, the more, the, so essentially, the more uh, you put into it, the more the results come with it as well. Yeah. So, and it's all about pushing your body to the limits, um, I guess. Yeah, you have to. You're, you you got to think of it. Your body does not want to grow. It mm. doesn't want extra muscle. Mm. You got to force it to grow. Like because we've been computerized that way. Like yeah. we're just lazy. We just want to live, uh, you know, stay in the bed, just watch Netflix. This and that. Um, it's very easy to be above average. Yeah. <laughs> just going to the gym, you're probably above average already. Just doing that alone. Mm. Um, but then actually taking that next step of pushing yourself at the gym, like really pushing yourself. There's a difference between. I feel like there's a lot of people that go into the gym and they're there to socialize. They're there mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, just hang out with friends, which yeah. is fine. That's They're still going to the gym. Uh, that's all respect to that. Yeah. But once you get past that initial stage of those beginner gains, you, you need to do more mm-hmm. to get more results or else yeah. it, you essentially plateau, in other words. Yeah. And I was a victim of that initially at the start of my, like, uh, like after I, I developed a lot throughout the first couple of years or so and then I started just doing the same thing over and over um, and we're expecting different results yeah so uh, do you think that uh, doing the same thing over and over like you said yeah has an uh, has a lesser of an impact uh, than if you try multiple things at the gym like trying new things trying new weights as, as well you, you should always try new things like even today eight years into training and mm. bodybuilding I'm still learning new things, still watching videos daily yeah. about uh, pro bodybuilders, pro classic physique bodybuilders, learning what they do, what their diets are like, mm. how they, they their day-to-day is, and, and th- who better to learn off from the very best. Exactly, yeah. So, And, you know, there's a massive stigma um, out there um, in the industry or in society yeah. that, you know, if someone has a nice body or if they're a bodybuilder yeah. and has a tattoo, they're like, oh, this guy, ah, oh, man. He's, uh, he's, he's spending yeah. the entire day at the gym. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a problem, man. That's a yeah. massive stigma. It's a huge stigma. Yeah. <laughs> you, I deal with that daily. So really? how, just, how do you handle it emotionally? Or nothing. Mentally? I just ignore it. Yeah. I just ignore it because you if you let it consume you, you'll uh, <laughs> it will just destroy you. In other words, because no matter what, people are going to judge you regardless. Mm. So whether you're skinny doing nothing, you're still going to get judged. So I like to just do whatever I want to do. Mm. And if people are going to judge me on that, so be it. Like, yeah. what can, I can't control their opinions on me or, or whatever. Mm. I'm just going to do my best. And that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. So getting out of that phase, just, you know, when people started, when you started getting this uh, a routine, yeah. when you started seeing changes in your body, when it first started, was it a, was it a massive difference that it made? Like, you do, are you, are you confused? What, what, what's happening? People are looking yeah. at you differently. Yeah. Yeah. You start getting stares. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people are staring at you subconsciously. You don't even... Yeah. You don't even know, like, like you, you're walking down, walking mm. to Woolies, Coles, whatever, people are staring at you. Yeah. Um, at the gym, people are watching you work out. Mm. It's like you got, like, a mini audience almost, pretty much. Exactly. But you just ignore it all, because I'm not there <clears throat> to look at what other people are doing at the gym. Mm. I'm there for, like, a purpose of my own, which is to better myself. I always, always look at it as progressive overload, and everything I do between, like, the training, 
the diet and everything. I'm always trying to be better mm. than yesterday. Yeah. That's, that's the main thing. And I've seen you have a diary as well where you track your goals. And uh, like, so what's in that diary there? That diary, yeah. And is it personal as well, the diary? The diary, the diary I got that from a very well-known uh, pro bodybuilder, Doran Yates. Um, he do- documented pretty much, I think, about 15 years of his training um, all through there, every day, every session, what his reps, what his sets were, yeah. and his weights, and pretty much... I've, I started implement, implementing that about a year and a half ago, a year ago. Um, and ever since I've done that, the gains I've made have been tremendous. Just from writing down what I've been doing the last session. Uh-huh. So just writing down everything that happened in that, that one training session, the amount of sets, reps and everything I did. Yeah. And then when it comes to the next week when I'm doing the same workout, I, I generally about 10 minutes before... I'm a, like, I'll sit in the car, I'll look at the diary, I'll read, read yeah. through last week's notes, read through what, how many reps I got, how many, yeah. how much weight I lifted. And I'm like, I need to do at least one more rep. I'll, mm. At least one. I'm not trying to do something crazy, like another five, like, I'll, of course, I'd love to do an extra five reps, but I'm also realistic too, that even just one rep extra. And I, and I view that as a massive achievement. Yeah. Just, you, it's these small little increments that will over time if you do one extra rep this week and then one extra rep next week think of that over a year's time of how yeah. much you can actually progress with just doing that yeah and i guess it's easier when you visualize it when you can see where yeah. you're headed like yeah. you're making a progress chart for yourself visualization is so important yeah i always visualize um learn that from very like famous people like conor mcgregor mm-hmm. people like that I always visualize in before sets and stuff me lifting the weight yeah um have visualize how i want to look and that visual, visualization is that that gives me the drive to mm. keep going, to never be satisfied, to always mm. be better. Um, but that's the mindset you need to be yeah. to get to the very top. And that's where I want to go one day. Yeah. yeah. I guess the mindset is the most important part, right? Just from day one yeah. of you deciding to yeah. join the gym or deciding yeah. to put this uh, health and fitness regime into yeah. your lifestyle yeah. to... Um, maybe the 10th year of you doing it. 100%. The, minds, the mindset is what can change you from first place to last place. Yeah. You, might, you could have the best genetics, but if your mind mindset is weak, hmm. you're not going to go anywhere. Yeah. And it's not just for bodybuilding, but it's for everything, for career. You need a strong mind. You need to keep persevering, keep pushing mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. Never give up and keep trying to get better. Yeah. I, I guess it's just the feeling of endurance and just the realization that you've already shredded yourself at the gym. You've already lifted hundreds of kilos. And nothing else seems like a challenge. You're yeah. like, I'm going to go there to smash this. Whether it be your social environment, yeah. whether it be family, personal, romance, yeah. and even at work. Yeah. And it just get clarity in your yeah. head. Another thing as well is a lot of people, they view bodybuilding, it's like that time in the gym. Yeah. But I always tell people it's the 23 hours outside of the gym. Mm. It's the diet, the rest. You yeah. know, it's integral. Like a lot of people, they sleep five hours a day six hours a day mm. it's it's a massive factor sleep is important that's where you actually grow the, the training itself is where you're breaking down the muscle mm-hmm. to allow more stimulus for yourself to grow when you go to sleep and recover yeah so it's massive and that's why i always value sleep high, very highly important i always try to aim for at least eight hours mm-hmm. nine hours of sleep yeah um and then and can also, you manage it like eight or nine hours uh, with, with the with the busy lifestyle that you yeah. have 
yeah, I, I try to. I, I definitely, I even times where I'm like, okay, I can watch another show, let's say of like a Netflix show or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, okay, no, I'll probably go to sleep because I view that extra one hour so important because I know the next day I'll mm-hmm. be grateful that I took that extra one hour of sleep yeah. and, and it'll cross over for work and the gym the next day. I'm like, yeah. I'm so glad I didn't stay up an extra an hour, watch another TV show or whatever, stay up. Um, I'd rather go sleep, get that recovery. And, yeah. and sleep's not just important just for like recovery, but it's also good for your mental state as well. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of people... Um, are lacking sleep and it's very very important yeah i myself personally have noticed that when you're working so many hours and then yeah. you go to the gym you come back home i'm on the computer playing dota yeah and uh, just editing videos and yeah. uh, the podcast i wake up the next day i feel i feel depressed as in yeah. not the uh, the elongated ver- version of depression but just yeah. the fact that I'm, I'm i can't do anything like i'm, yeah. I'm tired yeah. my mind is foggy regardless yeah. of what i eat yeah. nothing works however when i go to the gym it's it all starts coming back yeah, yeah. then i have that good night's sleep and then it's all of back course. up again that's why the gym is so important yeah. I, I i honestly believe it's the biggest benefit for people that do suffer from any sort of mental health issues or anything like that mm. um it's it, it's been it's been shown through studies that it will improve endorphins yeah um increase your dopamine levels you start feeling much better and i always do I've, like sometimes i might feel sluggish before the gym once i start the gym session and i finish i'm like i'm glad i did that yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna do this motherfucking thing again yeah that's like, right I'm gonna go again yeah that's right and that's why i always always stay consistent with it and you have to it's mm. it's 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 so important yeah how how well do you think um yoga works with um exercising do yeah. you practice that as well or is it something you plan to I, I don't practice yoga but i do know that um there's some bodybuilders some they do do yoga mm-hmm. um i've been hurt. it's it's heard it's very good for flexibility mm-hmm. um your mental state as well um but at the moment I don't actually do it. Yeah. It's just been a very, very full on life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Very busy. So with all the preparation for the upcoming competition. So mm-hmm. haven't been really doing any sort of yoga, yeah. but I would look to implementing that in the future. Yeah. yeah. We'll come back to that competition as well. Very exciting. Because yeah. I, the reason why I've never asked you about the competition is because mm-hmm. I want to talk about this today. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm like, we're there with a very open mind because yeah. it's, it's very interesting to know people who've been participating in competitions. We, the like you said, the, yeah. the average people or, you know, majority of the population, yeah. if that's the correct term, don't yeah. know about. Yeah. Uh, but I just want to go back to what you said about, you know, when you, when you, before you go to sleep, you're watching Netflix or using your phone. These uh, devices or these organizations, social media, Netflix, this and that, yeah. they are fishing or they make money with your attention. Yeah. And it's so hard right now, more than ever, to yeah. balance everything, yeah. right? How do you disconnect from your phone or technology when you have a mindset of the competition, of your regular gym routine or going to sleep? Yeah. So essentially, once my gym session starts, it's pretty much like a period of like sanctuary i like my phone i do not respond to any messages don't respond to any calls the only thing important in that moment itself is the gym session yeah there's about one hour like i'd like to train for maximum of one hour Mm. of resistance training um and in that one hour i just give it my 100 percent. and i feel like you cannot give it your 100 percent if you're on your phone if you're texting yeah if you're calling people because 
you're wasting too much time. A lot of people that in between sets, you, you're not meant to have, a, if you're training for bodybuilding purposes, you shouldn't be, you sh- mm. generally your rest period should be very short, but a lot of times people are having too long of a rest period. They're, yeah. they're staying, I feel like a lot of people will stay in the gym for way too long as well. Yeah. Um, it's not better to be in there for longer. You just need to, in the time in there, you need to utilize it and utilize it as much as you can. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. what you're saying is um, I can go to the gym for two hours. Uh, it's not going to make a difference if I'm on the phone or if I'm not really focused. But I can be on the, at the gym for 45 minutes. Yeah. But if I'm doing it correctly, methodically, yeah. then... That's way better for you. Mm-hmm. I, I always... People that are in there for two hours, what are you doing for that two hours, really? There's no way you can put the same amount of intensity that I do and do it for two hours straight. It's, yeah. If uh, if I was to, for instance, bring you through a gym session of mine, mm-hmm. after thirty minutes you're gonna be like, I'm not doing it. I'm not gonna. There's no way I could go for two hours because it's not possible. There's there's a cutoff between intensity and length yeah. of the session. Your body can only go f- so far, um, and that's why I always think if people are training there for two hours, yeah, a lot of the time, how much, how long are they actually training, and how long are they actually socializing? They're probably just training as long as me anyway, but yeah. they're spending the other time resting on their phone, talking to mates, talking mm. to other people at the gym. Yeah, so it's you need to maximize your time in there. So that's why when I'm in there, put the headphones in. Nothing else matters essentially besides yeah. the gym session, and that's that's what's just doing that alone is separate. It will separate you. I'm I'm not even joking. Like because mm. a lot of people are going in there and they're just going through the motions hmm. um you need to go in the mindset to improve yeah and that's that mindset that that's the mindset that you if you so i bring that same bodybuilding mindset to hmm. like career and every other aspect in my life um because that's what separates you just doing that little bit extra to other yeah. people just that little bit more and that little bit more over a time Mm. becomes a lot yeah you said that you started gym like at the age of 16 right Uh, so imagine the day you never went to the gym so this all of this would never happen right how different do you think that david would be than david today i would be skinny (laughs) (laughs) i'd be skinny as that's for sure um but honestly i don't think i'd be anywhere as far as i am Mm. than i am today i'm very glad that I, that I started at such a young age mm. um, because I feel the younger you start, I guess you get more of a head start because you're already ahead of the game essentially. Like everything, yeah. Yeah, when pretty much. Um, but it's, I, I don't think I would be as as like with career or anything like that. I yeah. wouldn't have the drive that I have now. Mm. I wouldn't have at all this drive. Yeah. But this drive that I've got through bodybuilding has made my life... 10 times better. Mm. It's like a, it's like discipline as well. Yeah. Like you're disciplined into a yeah. certain mindset. You yeah. can't budge. You can't really, um, you know, yeah. branch out to other things that distract you from this. Yeah. There's a thing like with motive, like so a lot of people say like motivation. Uh-huh. It, so I don't believe in motivation. I think motivation is something, it's temporary, right? You mm. watch a motivational video, you're, you're motivated, oh. you're motivated for that few minutes, right? Yeah. But it's not motivation is not going to get you into the gym every day. No. What's going to get you there is discipline. It's about having a goal that's larger than than something like the short term satisfaction that you may have. Mm. So, like for instance, like me, I have these larger goals like competing and stuff like that. Mm. And I know if I go cheat, have a cheat meal or whatever, I know that those short term goals 
they don't actually like the short term, the having those short term meals, they're not going to mm. benefit that long term goal. Exactly. So it feels good to have macros, or if it yeah. feels good to have cheeseburger, yeah. but then it's it's like a step back. Yeah, You're like, seriously. You know, yeah, yeah. You'll feel good for that f- five minutes or so having that macros meal, whatever, and then you'll have, and then you'll start looking yourself in the mirror. Yeah, and then you start regretting it, mm. and and it'll eat you up. So I'd rather have that feeling of not eating that and looking in the mirror, feeling good. Yeah, and knowing that I beat my mind in not giving up for the short term satisfaction. That so true. Because that's the biggest thing. I always tell people your biggest competition is your mind. Mm. It's not like anyone else. It's yourself. Like, and like I look at people like David Goggins, for instance. I always look at him for. Um, seeing inspiration, seeing what the, the, he essentially gets up to, and you, you see that you need to beat your mind. Your yeah. mind is the your mind does not want to take you to uncomfortable places in everything. Like um, your mind doesn't want to take you to the gym. Mm. You got to make it take you there. Yeah. And then once you've conquered that, then you got to take it further. What else can I make? You want to embrace the uncomfortableness. Yeah. So that's how I always try to view life. Always trying to take it that next step 100% always going so, seeking discomfort is I guess the best method to learn there of is course. no other way yeah. there is it's it's about saying yes to risk it's yeah. about saying yes to things yeah. you don't know what's going to happen yeah. it's like shooting an arrow in the dark and hoping yeah. that it lands in the right spot yeah 100% like it's like it's it's the fear of going to that discomfort yeah. that's what draws a lot of people away mm. even like for instance competing a lot of people fear competing some people fear um, the failure, mm. not being able to succeed. And let's say you feel like you're an embarrassment or something. Yeah. But then there's also people that fear success. Mm. Some people can't handle being a champion or whatever, mm. you know. How does that work? So what happens uh, when you... Have you seen people get there or have you seen people in a certain position where they've just been... Uh, I guess, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, overwhelmed. Yeah, so I, I don't know anyone personally, but if you look at like the top elite athletes and stuff like that, mm. you can some some of them I feel like they could be that champion, but they don't want to be that champion. Mm. Like they would they don't want what comes with the being the champion essentially with mm. all those sort of stress, yeah, and everything else that can come with it, yeah, because it is it is like very like. You get you would get anxious about it and stuff like that because being successful, uh, being known to people for a certain thing is not just about doing your own thing. Then you've got to handle the media. Then you've got to handle society. Then you've got to take take care of your family as well. Because what you say, what you do, and when you're successful, what you've done in the past, that that comes into play as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Like it's it's very important, Um, but. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah, hundred percent. And about the competition, so. When is this? The competition. So, um, I plan on doing two competitions. So, there should be uh, the New South Wales State Qualifier. Yeah. Um, they haven't announced the exact dates of the competitions yet. Mm. Uh, most likely just due to COVID. Uh, but they're looking... The New South Wales State Qualifier should be around end of February. And then the Arnold's, which is the biggest uh, essentially bodybuilding competition there is in Australia... Uh, which is in Melbourne. That'll be around sometime in March. Um, oh, okay. Not exactly sure of the date, but, mm. but... Oh, so I was about to say, so with the state competitions yeah. in the state, New South Wales and Victoria, yeah. so are, are these um, like national level or just state level? Yeah, so the so each state, so 
because I'm doing the New South Wales one. So every every state has their qualifiers. So yeah. I'll, there will be the New South Wales one, which I'll be doing. Queensland, uh, Victoria, they'll also have one. All the all the Australian states, they'll all have their own qualifiers. Mm. And then essentially, pretty much, generally, all the winners will go from those states into the Arnolds. Oh, okay. And then the Arnolds will determine uh, who's who gets their pro card. Uh, is it named after Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, okay. it's, it's named after Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's the biggest competition in Australia. Um, still amateur levels, but then they'll also have the pro shows mm. as well um, during that time. Yeah. But um, yeah. And what about Mr. Olympia? Um, that I've, I've only heard of yep. Mr. Olympia, but uh, is it a global level competition? That's a global. That's the highest level of competition you can get in bodybuilding. Yeah. Um, so essentially, you, so for instance, if the pathway for me would be to win the New South Wales State Qualifier, yeah. win the Arnold's, then then you're a pro, um, and then you got to win a pro show. So you're against all the other top pros in the world. Yeah. Win a pro show, then you're qualified for the Olympia. Yeah. So the Olympia would have probably about the twenty best classic because I compete in classic physique. You'd have the twenty best classic physiques in the in the world. So oh, you think wow. about twenty people. It's the top twenty in the world. Yeah. And how many people in the world are as how many people train Mil- like billions, billions right? Yeah. 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 So the top twenty. So that's how like niche and how like incredible it is wow. to yeah. That would be the end goal eventually to get to an Olympia stage. Yeah. Um, but, but it's a good thing. It's, it's steps, right? Like yeah. the, my first step wins in New South Wales, um, and then just go from there and see how um, it develops. Yeah, but it's good that you have a pathway, right? Like you're yeah. you, you have this. Okay, there's a competition in New South Wales. Yeah. Then you have Arnold's. Then you have Olympia. So you you've sort of seen a goal for yourself. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, there's a pathway. Yeah, and, and I I have that pathway in my mind, and it, I always think about that when I'm training too. It's like. This is yeah. This is my goal. This is where I want to go. But um, like when I started competing, I, like I started tra- like I said, I said I started at 16 years old training. I started making like pretty rapid progress early on. Mm. Um, within a few months, I was already like developing. Um, and then like through encouragement from like friends and uh, people at the gym, yeah, and then also like family as well. I, I entered my first competition at 19, so I was young. Uh-huh. I was very young, so I did the teens. Um, I did, I did central, oh, the first competition I did, I was very nervous. <laughs> you don't know what you're up against yeah. or anything. So I did like the new, I did the new South Wales state. Um, I did the central coast show uh-huh. back then. Um, I was up against, it was quite a stacked lineup of teens. There was about 13 of us. Um, and I was like thinking in my head, I'm like backstage. I was like, there's no way I'm going to win this. Yeah. Like, I was like, this is crazy. Like I'm looking at everyone. Everyone had the incredible physiques. Yeah. And you don't know what you're going like your first time ever on stage, and there's like hundreds of people in the crowd, and you're literally up there yeah. posing, and it's like, what am I doing? <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. And especially when you're posing, you're like displaying the vulnerable part of you, yeah. not phys- just physically, but emotionally yeah. as well. You're like, you know, you're trying to Every, make, sure. yeah. yeah. You got to think it's all the hard work you've put into. Is this are these few moments you're on stage? Wow. Yeah, yeah. like years of work all to go and show it presents it all in front of everyone yeah um but it's 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 an amazing experience being on that stage and then after that i went and did the nationals as well uh which which i ended up winning as well so so uh, i was i was stunned at that and then i was like thinking to myself like okay like there's actually (laughs) like i actually can do all right in this yeah um and then that just fueled me even more like you just start getting positive 
Uh, just put the microphone. Yeah, yeah okay. you just start getting uh, like positive, yeah. um, essentially feedback that you're getting, and then after that, went and did the juniors a few years later. Yeah, won that too. Whoa. Yeah. So, so basically, you've won every competition you participated so, in. So I won the yeah I won the Central Coast. I won the nationals as a teen. So I won both of those as a teenager. I did the juniors. I won that. Yeah. I, I, as a, also as a junior, I did the under ninety kilos. Yeah. Um, I came third there, mm. but I was, uh, then again, I was a junior, so I was like twenty two. Yeah. And I was against like full grown adults. Like the two people that beat me, one was in their mid thirties. The other guys, uh, uh, also in their mid thirties as well. So they were both had plethora of like huge amount of um, training experience and everything over me, but I was still like. I was still like very happy with where I like placed in that competition, yeah. um, but now now it's now I'm finally in the opens. There's no more juniors or anything like that. So <clears throat> I was doing bodybuilding before. Now I'm gonna go into classic physique uh-huh. um, with the is. IFBB. So I'll be I'll be doing that in, in the New South Wales show as oh, I yeah. mentioned. Yeah, mm. um, but it's a bit different classic physique. So it's more like for a classic look. Yeah. Um, you, you look at people like Arnold mm-hmm. um, and like Frank Zane and so that sort of stuff. It's like the olden school bodybuilding ah, okay. before how it is now where it's, where it's a lot about mass monsters. Yeah. So, just to break it down, um, yeah. what's the difference in classic and the yeah. modern type of bodybuilding? Yeah. So, classic physique, um, firstly, there's like a weight cap as uh-huh. well um, based on your height. So, for instance, for me, at being at six foot, um, the most I can weigh on stage is like 96 kilos um and and not just that as well there's certain poses so you don't when with the classic physique you don't have to do most muscular mm. um whereas with with uh bodybuilding itself uh you got to do all the poses so you'll do the front lat spread the back lat spread the most muscular you don't have to do those poses in classic physique but with classic you also got to do like uh, most favorite classical pose so some people do like a vacuum uh-huh. um like a superman type and of pose that one no that's that's the mo- <laughs> that's the most muscular so you don't no. do that one <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's the one you don't do um but it's 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 you you'll see the difference in size as well yeah the open bodybuilders are much larger mm. um they're very big um but the it's 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 really good. Like the classic physique division has brought a lot of publicity back into bodybuilding. Yeah. Because I believe it's a lot more so- socially accepted as well. Mm. Um, and it's bringing a more attainable look, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Like even though it's not easily attainable at all, <laughs> but it, it's, it's, you would see people in the public, they'd be like, oh, I want to look like that. Yeah. True. I want to, I want to be like that. Whereas if you see an open guy, you'd be like, he's a freak, but I don't think I want to look like that. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I guess the open um, guy, that's mostly for that competition. You're like, you know, you're really focused on that. But yeah, yeah if you want to be socially, if you want to go out and then yeah. have this, like, you know, yeah, look better, I guess, yeah. uh, than your classic look is to, uh, the way yeah. to go for. But don't get me wrong. Like, a, 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 if you see like a classic competitor in the public, yeah. you would th- probably think he's a bodybuilder anyway to the general public because yeah. they'd be like, who's this <laughs> guy? He's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, but Which they are. They're, they're, they're big, but the open guys are like ridiculously big. They're very... Your, your jaw will drop when you see them. 
yeah. uh, and you'll be like, well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you think there's a correlation between having muscles and the, a big body and strength itself? Yeah, of course. So if, if you do have more muscle mass, mm -hmm. generally you'll be able to push more weight for mm. sure. But, but uh, bodybuilders itself, they don't train for strength. Mm. all the true bodybuilders they're, they're training to just grow the muscle um, whereas you've got powerlifters uh -huh. their whole purpose is about moving your weight from A to B so like the deadlift bench press um, and the squat and all their their sort of type of training would be very sh like f they would only do maximum like five reps There'd yeah. be, it's all strength is actually neural based so it's your motor neurons just firing up and pushing the weight yeah um so sometimes you'll even see there'll be a skinny guy at the gym and he could probably outlift me mm. and and you'll be like what <laughs> but yeah. like it, it happens it 100 happens but then you'll then i could see a guy that's bigger than me and i outlift him yeah so that's what confused me as well like yeah. as someone who's just into the um the working out uh, regime yeah. I was like, you know, what is the relation there between yeah. strength and bodybuilding? But yeah, yeah. That, that clarifies it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. Like, there's just because you lift a lot doesn't mean it's going to correlate to uh, muscle size as well. Mm. Um, you just you got to learn to break down the muscle. That's that's how I view every training session. It's yeah. not like the the as a bodybuilder you you view the weight as a tool to help break down the muscle. Like, mm. um, and you you do certain techniques like drop sets, supersets. Um, stuff like that um, to pretty much bring as much blood into the muscle yeah. um, to get as big of a pump as you can um, and damage as much as you can mm. and then that's where the growth will happen is through breaking it down through that stimulus but strength the high weight like um, it's good to definitely be lifting more mm. um, because weight's a good way to progressively overload as well yeah. so that's why going back to that journal that I have I write down the uh, reps of how much weight um, I do so if I let's say for instance I was doing bench press and I did it yeah. for let's say 100 kilos and I did it for four reps this week next week I'm going to go in I'm going to be like all right I want to get five or six mm. um, but just doing it like that and then you're going to keep growing yeah and then eventually the 100 you'll probably get for like 12 reps and then you're like okay let's move the weight up yeah then go to 110 105 whatever and then you just keep progressing like that and then over years because it's a marathon. I always tell people it's a marathon. Yeah. People expecting, they come into the gym. And this is the biggest thing is where gyms make a lot of money as well is people come into the gym for, they'll sign up, um, they'll they'll start training, whatever. And then a few months in, they'll start getting a bit discouraged. They're not making as much progress. Hmm. And then they'll just sack it completely. Yeah. And they paid for a year's membership and the gym's laughing. They're, 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 <laughs> they, just got, yeah. they just got that money. Because I'm 100% certain, and if the whole, if everyone, every single member from the gym turned up, no one would be able to use a single machine. Exactly. But it's the thing be is, mad packed. Of course, but no one, not everyone turns up. That's the thing. Yeah. And that's where the gym thrives, is they know that. And that's why they offer these long memberships yeah. and people that, um, that, and they target these people that know that they might, they may, for instance, summer's coming right now. So mm. they're going to, they know people are going to start training now, look good on the beach. Yeah. And then once summer's over, then they're just going to start dropping off the diet, start yeah. dropping off the training. And then they might repeat it again next year. Yeah. And, it, it, and just, it works well for the gym because of like, course, they're yeah. getting the, the premium, the fees and yeah. nobody's in the gym. Exactly. Anymore. They're getting the, they get, they get the money for the year membership and you're not even there. So it's yeah. like, you're just throwing money. 
Yeah. Pretty much. Exactly, yeah. I was reading an article about the same concept that people pay for the gym and not go there. Yeah. It's a massive factor in determining your mental health. That's There's a massive correlation yeah. because you're essentially paying for something. Yeah. You're losing money. Yeah. You're not going to the gym. You're cheating on yourself. Yeah. You're yeah. lying to yourself. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, what, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. You you need to go to the gym. (laughs) There's no other. Exactly. Yeah. There's no other way to it. Like, you're putting money into it. Like, why bother? Like, yeah. Why bother doing it for two months? I always have this mentality you're all in or nothing. Like, don't half half ass it. Like, don't just half be in there. And Mm. then, because that's going to get you nowhere and you're just wasting your own time. So, uh, the way I view it is you either go all in, give it everything you have, take every training session seriously. Keep improving, um, stay meticulous with the diet, and you you'll get the results. Or don't do it at all. Yeah, true. <laughs> seriously, because if you're doing it half fast, you're not gonna get the results you want. 100%. You're gonna start feeling discouraged. You're gonna start throwing money, and it's just I feel like it's almost a waste of your own time doing that. And maybe look into other sports. Maybe mm-hmm. gym's not the thing for you. You can still work out. It just doesn't have to be through the gym. 100%. You can go do sports, play soccer, basketball. Exactly. Whatever you yeah. find that might excite you, keep you just healthy. keep you active. Exactly. Keep the, keep yeah. the blood circulating. Of yeah. course, of course. Yeah. Like even CrossFit's picking up as well. Exactly. There's all these other avenues that have now like taken like a lot of um, publicity and people are starting to draw into those as well. Yeah. So, you just got to find what your passion is. Some people might find lifting weights boring. Mm. that's that's fine each yeah. to their own you know you can't like force someone to do something they don't like yeah and but uh, the way i see it is you don't want to quit early like one because the way i see it is you you get addicted to the results yeah 100%. so it's not the lifting the weight like the lifting heavy weights and all that's fun i, I love yeah. it but it's also the results you see from that exactly is what and- draws you back that is absolutely true. And the reward that comes with the result as well. Exactly. Because you have the result and you're getting yeah. a reward of it. Like yeah. It could be, a, you know, you get a good date. Yeah. It could be, you know, you, you have something. You, you yeah. just feel very good, generally yeah. good. 100%. It's the reward, yeah. And, and, you know, like you said, just doing something, just being active there. Yeah. But the pandemic disrupted everything for a few months. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it disrupted uh, me as well. Yeah. Uh, highly. How, how'd you manage? <laughs> so, well, I was planning on... I was actually in the process of competing back in October this year. Um, I was going to do the national show. Yeah. Um, and I was about eight weeks out. And and then I read up that the shows were cancelled and stuff like that. And, yeah. I, and I was very, like, disheartened. Mm. There's no other way to put it. But, like, you got to think of it. I'm putting my whole 24 hours into this thing. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm making sure I get the eight hours sleep. I'm making sure I'm eating the five strict meals a day, keeping the high protein, low carbs, yeah. um, moderate good fats, you know, um, then also training five training five to six times a week and then also doing cardio twice every day. So you think of it, you add all those things plus working a 40 hour, uh, like a full-time job yeah. of 40 hours a week and then also doing posing practice a few times a week as well. Yeah. There's not much, I don't have much time. Mm outside of all of that yeah besides like so, so social life where i go see friends and stuff like that mm. besides that like and then just hearing that's all crashed down like exactly it's and it's like wow like you spend all this time and it just didn't go anywhere and then you're also spending money too as well exactly the coaching man. everything as well the food that comes with it um 
it, it, it's the worst. Yeah. So how yeah. did you break this down? As in, what steps did you take to make sure that while the gyms are locked up, yeah. locked down, sorry, yeah. um, and everything's closed, yeah. you can't even go to the park just for yeah. a few exercises. So what yeah. did you do at home? It was. It was. So we were. At, so me and my brother. My brother was the one who actually got me into the gym. Uh-huh. It was started like back when I was sixteen, and I'm so grateful he did because. Um, it brought about all everything that's like in my life at the moment anyway but essentially me and my brother we were in melbourne at the time we were at the, actually at the airport and we we're he- hearing about covid and how there was going to be a lockdown coming yeah um and straight away i'm like miron which is my brother i was like we need to we need to get equipment like yeah. there is no way we're going to go train at a park yeah and get the same type of results that we need to go like, because you got to think we 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 go under such a strong, heavy stimulus with our training. We need to emulate that training as much as possible. So we need to go and actually buy the equipment uh-huh. that that's at the gym for for a home yeah. and then train. So me and my brother, we straight away started going on sites. And as we're going on it, things are selling out left, right, center. Like everything, like the power racks, the bench presses, the dumbbells. The cable machines, the pulleys, everything, they're all selling out as we're like scrolling. And we just oh, wow. had, yeah. And honestly, if we waited even 12 hours or a day later, majority of the things we bought, we wouldn't have even got. Like it was selling out. It was frantic how quickly things were selling out. We managed, to, we probably spent like five, six thousand dollars. Uh huh. Yeah. On, on, we bought like a power rack. We bought, because you had to. Like you had we had to. to. Yeah. It was important to us. How are we going to maintain um, our training, our yeah. size, everything? Like, And uh-huh. it's such an important lo- uh, thing for both of us. So, yeah. we need to keep our stimulus up and make, make sure our mental states are good as well. Yeah. How are we going to... like? If you identify yourself as a bodybuilder, how are you going to feel when you're like exactly. losing all your size? And, yeah. you know, so, it was very important that we made sure that we got everything... And we did. Um, it costs a lot of money. <laughs> don't get mm. me wrong. But um, it was... Would I do it again? 100%. Yeah. heartbeat. And here's the thing. A lot of people listening will say, ah, oh, that's crazy. $5,000 in gym equipment. Yeah. But if you calculate... Someone else's... Um, yeah. You know, they calculate their expenses. If you bought a computer... Someone purchased yeah. a computer for the lockdown. Yeah. You purchased the gym equipment. That's, it's the same thing. Exactly. That's 100%. your passion. That, that's yeah. theirs. Yeah, that's right. Some people might have fun playing games and stuff like that. Yeah. But I'd rather that... Yeah, <laughs> that gym set. And people don't think about these things. No, like, no you way. Know, it relates to the stigma again. Like it's like you know, hundred percent. And it's it's such a like I view it at such a high level yeah. that it, it's 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 not like a want; it's a need. Mm. And I needed to have it. So yeah, whatever the price was, I was willing to pay um, to make sure we had it. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was it was awesome. I actually started making progress at home. Yeah. So started not having to travel to the gym and just finish work just go downstairs go into the garage start training yeah and it was actually really good it wasn't it wasn't bad at all yeah you're um, setting up a bit of gym for yourself yeah you Did have you- your own isolation so no one's like yeah. coming up to you anymore asking you questions yeah interrupting your sessions anymore which is exactly. really good <laughs> exactly you're in your own zone exactly there's a, le- there's a level of comfort as well there, yeah right? because yeah. you're it's uh, a solace isolation. like you're just in your own yeah. isolation it's very good yeah you know casey neistat the vlogger sorry who was that casey neistat 
No, I haven't heard. Uh, so he's this vlogger. He, he's okay. he's very much into health and fitness as yep. well. And because of the lockdown, he did the exact same thing. He yeah. set up a gym at the house, um, and he was uh, he was just talking to uh, the, yeah. the, the audience about how the gym has helped. Yeah. And he, what he basically does is in the morning turns on the TV, yeah. um, puts a show on or a movie on for three yeah. hours, and he's just in the gym watching the movie, working yeah. out, running, cardio, cardio. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and, you, whatever whatever you need to do. Um, yeah. to get you there and and the best the biggest beauty of it all is now you literally have no excuses not to go it's in your home like you there is no excuse you can make like you can i think everyone has enough time to at least do a 30 minute session even yeah. an intense 30 minute gym session will make a tremendous amount of difference yeah. to, to your physique and your mental state as well um so i think everyone has at least 30 minutes in their day regardless of what it is yeah. to fit in a session yeah if you can stay and scroll tiktok for 30 minutes you have time to exactly. get up and work 100 percent. Yeah. yeah yeah a lot of people they say they're too busy for the gym or whatever and then you start breaking them their day mm-hmm. and then you realize they've got about five four hours five hours where they're not actually doing anything true and you can easily like i'm not saying to train for like four or five hours yeah train for 30 minutes 40 minutes get in smash it for that 30 40 minutes and get out yeah give it your absolute best so you do yeah so you do like even like for instance like i was lured back to um dorian yates like very intense bodybuilder six time mr olympia he only trained four days a week uh-huh. gym so each session would be about 45 minutes really yeah that's what i talk about the intensity if you have high enough intensity and you train as hard as like of course 90 majority of people won't ever train as hard as that but like if they push themselves to their limit yeah and like i said that like 30 40 minutes you go in there and just give it everything you'll make it especially to the general public Mm. you'll make tremendous amount of difference Mm. um and it's it's i think everyone has that time yeah i guess that's how you can start as well like you don't have to stay there for two hours go there 30 minutes but give it your best yeah work through the machines you know that's it and that's all you need like just go in 30 minutes get out like and then um you can slowly build on that once you start getting more experience and stuff like that, you'll start probably enjoying it more because then you're going to start seeing results. And mm. the results is what draws everyone back in. Once yeah. you start seeing the results, you keep going back for more. Yeah. And it sort of becomes like an addiction. 100%. But I believe it's a healthy addiction mm-hmm. um, because it's it's the best thing. Yeah. And especially because you uh, with friends, if you yeah. go with friends and if your friends are in health and fitness as well, yeah. yeah, do you think that makes a difference? Especially for you, Muron was into um, bodybuilding as well as yeah. a child, so he got you into it. Yeah. Uh, do you think that's a massive factor and anyone um, it should sort of make friends um, who have similar mindsets just so it helps? It definitely would help, yeah. Because like the saying is you're, you are who your top five closest friends are, right? So if you're hanging around with bodybuilders or people that regularly go gym or into the gym yeah chances are you're going to be doing what they're doing as well yeah so i i, I believe it 100 would play a massive factor and influence you to go into the gym too because yeah. you would almost feel left out all your friends are going gym and you're not yeah and and then once you start going gym even if it's so, like socially and stuff like that um it will start off socially but then once you get further into it yeah it's like a rabbit hole and then you just <laughs> yeah, exactly. lose yourself yeah. into it and it's 
I, I love it. Mm. <laughs> what I've noticed when I've gone to the gym myself, um, when I'm busy or yeah. uh, late from work and not with Justin or Dev, is I've I, I embedded my mistakes. As in, I made mistakes yeah. but didn't realize I was yeah. making mistakes. But yeah. when these guys were there, they sort of like, hey, you're doing that wrong. So, yeah. you know, straighten your back up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so making mistakes and not realizing it at the gym especially, um, it's... Uh, yeah so like i'm very fortunate because i had Miron when i was 16 so i was taught everything perfect from the very beginning so mm. a lot of people they may spend like a year or two yeah not knowing how to really do anything they feel like they're lost in a maze or really essentially mm. like they don't know what to do they may hire a personal trainer which is good um some personal trainers will help you and they'll be great others they could be completely useless as well yeah. um i guess it just depends make sure you look into i always I always go back to the physique as well. If they've yeah. got a good physique, chances are they're doing something right. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah 100%. Yeah. Like, um, and essentially, you just need to, if you're starting out new, um, you just need to do research. Mm-hmm. Like, there is a plethora of information out on the internet right now mm-hmm. about training, about fitness lifestyle dieting everything and you can find that all and sometimes but then also it can go the other way where people might get too um too much information Mm. and they may feel like where do i go which some people are saying train heavy other people saying train light squeeze the weight what do i do even i sometimes get into that mindset i'm like oh but this this bodybuilder trains like this he trains very heavy he should be right yeah he should be right look at how he looks and then i look at another bodybuilder and he trains very light um very trains like a lot of squeezing uh, like mind muscle connection and there's there's heaps of ways of training and you just got to find the one that i believe is most suitable to you and the one that you find the most fun because as long as it's fun it's going to keep you there yeah true if you you start feeling it's monotonous Mm. chances are you're not going to continue doing it for long yeah true you've got to find a bit rhythm as well you've got to find that rhythm yeah Um, what do you think of fasting uh, especially when you're working yeah you know how they say intermittent fasting when you're not eating for like i think it's horrible yeah Yeah, no no, i think your body needs fuel Mm. there's no way you can you can um fuel your body if you're not eating like you need to get like the like for instance i eat five meals a day like if i was to fast like for like a few hours yeah. my body will start eating itself like i'll start going really? catabolic yeah the, essentially the more muscle mass the bigger you are the more fuel you need to up, up keep and keep that body at it at mm. the state it's at um and you need energy and where you get energy from you get it from food so yeah. and food will help you feel good as well if, if you if for instance if people are trying to fast to lose weight it's yeah. not they won't be able to maintain that long term mm. you need to just find something that's uh, like a good diet, something that's low, um, calorie de- dense food, um, and something food that you will actually enjoy eating long term. Because yeah. if you don't, you, if you don't enjoy eating it, mm. you're not going to be able to continue that for long. Yeah. What's your ideal breakfast? My ideal breakfast. So at the moment, um, I'm having oats mm-hmm. and egg whites and eggs. So it's yeah. pretty standard. Um, with, for instance, like my diet at the moment for classic physique bodybuilding competitions, it's nothing. People always think it's like a magic magic food you eat. Yeah. No. Literally, my food is just chicken, rice, oats, eggs. Really? Mm. That's pretty much it. Like, it's nothing nothing really special. Mm. Um, and then just tuna, a lot of greens. Um, but that's pretty much it. Like, mm. people 
overcomplicate things and think you might be eating what type of meat is there like and just get especially if you're starting out just get the basics right i always tell people just do the basics just train eat and you know what i mean sleep yeah those those will just take you and transform the physique yeah and in terms of food what should you avoid uh i guess for breakfast yeah so the foods i'd avoid avoid things with high sugar so cereals they're all high in sugar generally cocoa pops yep i'd avoid all of those um i would i would the the type of food i would eat for breakfast generally oats egg whites french toast um i would have maybe i'd have also wheat bix wheat bix high in carbs uh not not any processed sugars either so that's good um having those types of foods it would be the best for breakfast i'd feel yeah i feel like you need you need carbs in the morning mm-hmm. um you got to think of it your body's been asleep for if you sleep the eight hours that i would recommend you'll you'll wake up starving i wake up so hungry in the morning like yeah. and angry it, yeah almost pretty much like <laughs> and so i ne- i need to have a big so i always tell people the three most important meals of the day yeah is breakfast because you haven't ate in eight hours, you need a big meal in the breakfast to fuel your whole entire day. I don't know. I don't understand people that skip breakfast. It's very, very important, especially yeah. if you want to be serious about lifting. You need to have breakfast. I'm guilty. I yeah. I skip breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of people, a lot of people as well that work in the corporate um, or just jobs where they may wake up late and they're just like, "No, nah, I'll just skip breakfast. Just get the coffee and rush That's to work." Me. Right? Yeah. yeah, a lot of people do that and. I can't. I, I I wake up. I make sure I wake up that thirty forty minutes early. Just have a big breakfast, yeah. and it's it's a huge difference because I I feel so filled and fueled for the work and mm. for the whole entire day through that breakfast. Mm. Um, that'll push me through the whole day essentially. Yeah, and like you said earlier about you know looking at different articles and listening to the different people. Yeah, and I I, I skipped breakfast breakfast because I yeah. was told by certain people that ah yeah. oh, it's um you know you don't really need it. Yeah. But then like you said, I started getting this uh, dizziness in my head. I'm yeah. like you know I'm, I'm working out. I'm at the yeah. office and I'm like oh I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I can't be on the phones. I can't even look at the screen. Yep. And I, th- I think that's a that's a side effect of not eating. Of in course, hundred percent. And then I'm eating at one thirty. Yeah, that's too long. You got to think of it. When did you last have your meal last the night before? Would it have mm. been like ten p.m. or something? Usually eight thirty, yeah. nine thirty. So from, so from ten p.m. nine thirty, you haven't ate a meal till one one p.m. the next day. Oh wow! Think about how many hours that is. Mm. You haven't fueled your body at all in that entire time. If you're if you're serious about trying to gain muscle, yeah, you need man. You need to eat like you like. It's so that's going back to that 20th where I say bodybuilding is that 23 hours outside the gym. This is where the diet comes into play is you need to have those five, five, six meals. Even if you're beginning four meals is okay. Like as long as you get enough calories in each meal um, to fuel you for the entire day to at least be in a calorie. If you want to, if you want to slowly progressively gain weight, I would would recommend to be in a one, a, a few hundred calorie uh, surplus, yeah. nothing too major. You don't need to go like heaps overboard. Just a very slight calorie surplus, yeah. and if you do that over a progressive amount of time, you'll slowly gain more muscle, um, and you won't be gaining as much fat. Yeah. And then that's how that's the best way to go about it. And if you're skipping breakfast, you're already behind because mm. now now you've only got from what 1 p.m. to 10 p.m. when you go to sleep or whatever to eat your remaining four yeah. or five meals. So you, that's why time is so integral. Like you, 
I always tell people the five P's. Uh, mm-hmm. Proper preparation prevents poor performance. <laughs> oh, that's nice. No, yeah. seriously. Like you think of it like, and you, you boil down to it. It's the preparation that matters. Yeah. Like bringing in those meals when it needs to and having that meal. That's, that's the difference. Like mm. always being prepared. Yeah. Always being prepared. Having that breakfast, that'll get you prepared for the rest of the day. And then, then having those, and then the two other. So I mentioned that breakfast was an important meal. The two other most important meals would be the one before the gym uh-huh. and the one after the gym. So the one before gym, you you that will fuel your workout. So you need to have a nice meal, generally with carbs. Yeah. And then the one following the workout, you also need to have a meal with carbs as well, mm-hmm. and that's that's supplying the energy from the um, workout that you just had. Yeah. Those are the three most important meals. Um, learned that from another bodybuilder, Jay Cutler. Uh-huh. He was also a four-time Mr. Olympia, eight-time runner-up. Oh, wow. uh, sorry, sorry, six-time runner-up. So if you think about it, for 10 years straight in the Olympia, he was the top two he in the world. There. Top yeah. two in the world. So like take, like I always tell people, learn from the best Like, yeah. and you cannot go wrong. You cannot go. These are people that have trialed and errored for tens of plus of years yeah. of every sort of diet, everything, every sort of training, and they'll tell you exactly what's their the best way to go about it. Yeah, and you just you you got to learn from the best. That's mm. how I see it. Like if you want to be the best, you learn from the best. Absolutely, yeah. having a role model is important. Oh, yeah. co- of yeah. course. I always get inspired by people of success. Mm. There's some people like like no matter what it is, whether it's in bodybuilding, MMA. Mm. Um, like even actors, yeah, people that I know that have been through a lot of adversity and have come out on top, I I get drawn into that. Hundred percent, yeah. I get drawn into that, and there's a lot of people that don't, mm. and there's a lot of haters to uh-huh. people that yeah. succeed. Um, and it's the crabs in the bucket mentality. That's where I see you exactly. see someone yeah. succeeding, and then people are trying to bring them back down. No, that is so true. To reality, yeah. when I was launching the podcast as well, um, yeah. I was reading so many articles about uh, you know tips and yeah. uh, you know general things that I could do to make this more exciting, to make yeah. this more to make it more sustainable. And there is a podcast that Joe Rogan. I'm sure you've yeah. heard of. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. He's on his 1600th episode. But what I did realize is in the podcasting community, yeah. a lot of people don't like him. Yeah. And I investigated why. Why do people yeah. not like him? And I couldn't find a reason why. Yeah. All I could see was it's just pure hate because yeah. he could do it. Yeah. He was there. Like, you know, exactly. 1,600 episodes is, That's is, what it is. is a lot of hard work. It's what it is. It's what it is. People hate um, them being successful. They'll project their own insecurities into those yeah. people that are actually taking that step forward, that go through that fear that we'll talk about before mm. and actually going through and actually coming out on top yeah. like Joe Rogan has done and a lot of other people that are that successful are. And that's that's what separates people, like taking that extra that step into the unknown exactly, and really yeah. pushing it and not being afraid of the consequences mm. and just going out and seeing where it takes you. Yeah. Because... What would have his mindset been taking that very first podcast? Like he's like, I don't know where this is gonna go, but look where he is now. Oh my god! So if you if you check the first uh, episode out, it's yeah. literally just two guys facing the webcam and yeah. he's like editing with uh, snowflakes yeah. and stuff. And all he talks about is chimp and just MMA and boxing. It's yeah. not, not it's not very interesting. It's yeah. but he did it, and he's like, you know, a yeah. hundred episodes in, two hundred, yeah. three hundred, and there's like sixteen hundred. And he's had some of the greatest minds on the podcast. Of course, he's had he's had 
all the most well-known notable yeah. stars that you can imagine they were all been on there because uh, i think it's like probably one of the most well-known podcasts there is uh, at he's, the moment as well yeah he's he's number one at this point in time i agree yeah, yeah. i'm waiting for donald trump to come in donald trump <laughs> that's uh we had a really good discussion about this um yeah. at um what's the place again chebo's burger yeah 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 <laughs> and um so, and you shared a, an article, you were reading an article on Facebook as well, I think you were yeah. talking to your friend about it, where um, a certain decision was overturned mm-hmm. uh, in regards to voting and counts. Mm-hmm. Yep. What, what's your view on this? Where do you think this is headed? Uh, look, I'm a, I'm a big Donald Trump fan. There's no denying that. I'm massive adv- advocate for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I honestly, in, in the bottom of my heart, I really do believe it's going to get overturned mm-hmm. um, and it will side with Trump. Um I think there is an astounding amount of electoral fraud evidence that's getting yeah. announced every single day. It's more and more is just coming out. And there is no way that there is... Like, people are saying, like, there's no fraud or... Like, come on. It's... it's There's literally... There was, like, a... There was 600,000 votes uh-huh. in one of the swing states that, that just dropped in o- overnight. Yeah. And it just swung the state into uh, the Democratic side. Yeah. And these swing states, there's a few integral ones. And these are the swing states that actually determine who generally who will be the president. Yeah. And, and they're finding fraud in literally all of these states. Is it proven right now? It's it's it, well they're coming out with it um, mm. and they're going to go to the court yeah um, and then it will, we'll we'll see where it goes essentially yeah. I hundred percent believe there is fraud uh-huh. um, but to we'll ne- I guess we'll never know how much fraud there is yeah because as well they could be getting rid of the yeah. evidence of the fraud too yeah and I guess it's really hard to tell at this point in time when we don't have all the information yeah that's right but here's what I think as well like technically I'm not partying sides with Joe Biden yeah, or yeah. Donald Trump yeah. But here's what I think. You know how the votes overturned? I saw that happen on my phone. Yeah. Uh, I was like, you know, Georgia, um, Donald Trump was winning and automatically yeah. Joe Biden's up there again. Yeah. So many states. Yeah. But here's what I think. Maybe they allocated Joe Biden's um, votes and registered it in the last minute. That's yeah. why it seemed like the votes came yeah. up just overnight. Yeah. Well, there was like 600K votes for Biden and then there was like 3,000 votes for Trump. Mm-hmm. And it was... They were saying they were pretty much saying it was statistically impossible for that to happen. Like, yeah. there's no way only three thousand people would vote for Trump in, in, for Trump. in no a st- in an estate, and then six hundred thousand yeah. would vote for Biden. Like, there is no chance when it when it's pretty much fifty fifty. Yeah, like there there is no way that would ever happen. Yeah, um, but it and all the fraud seems to be siding with Biden as well. Like, yeah. there's not really been any fraud where it's a, a, like going towards Trump. It's yeah. all going towards Biden. And it's, and you got to also think of it. Trump, even though he lost, he received the second most ever votes in American history. Yeah, seventy million. Yeah, wow. No, it was eight. It's going to. It's apparently it's going up to oh, eighty million. They're now. still counting. They're yeah. still counting, but it's closing in on eighty million votes. Yeah, and the the thing I talk about as well was like you look at Biden. He's got about what like three million Facebook followers or something like that. Uh huh. And Trump's got like thirty million. Yeah. And how you're telling me that Biden received more votes? than trump yeah you see the rallies as well you look at how much people turn up in a trump rally uh-huh. and and the and the tens of thousands of people that rock up and then you see how many actually turn up in a biden rally mm-hmm. it seems very fishy to so me. where do these votes come from that's yeah. exactly where it's but, come to yeah, there's true. been there's a lot of dead uh the people that are 
passed away voting for Biden and stuff like that oh, that's wow. coming out. Yeah, yeah. So this could lead on to a massive, uh, one of the biggest frauds in, 100%, in world history. 100%. And, and I'm concerned it could potentially lead to a civil war in America. Mm-hmm. When this all goes to courts in, in early December, yeah. and no matter which way it goes, whether it goes for Trump or for Biden, yeah. so let's say it sticks with Biden, the Republicans or the Trump supporters... They're going to be very upset and yeah. they're going to believe that what's the point of even voting if all this fraud we're allow- is allowing to go through, yeah. our, our votes are just being not even... What's the point of voting essentially mm. if they're just going to f- just cause this amount of fraud um, and they're very upset if you see there's a lot of riots already happening. Some some that's not even being broadcast to Australian news, mm-hmm. but I've been watching it on YouTube and stuff like that. There's, there's literally like Republican... Um, groups uh like the proud boys they're a bunch of republican <laughs> they mm. were formed to fight against antifa ah. which are pretty much the democratic people that are actually terrorizing the republicans um but they're also considering them the terrorists because they were involved during like the black lives matters uh-huh. yeah. and stuff like that and they were just creating a massive amount of chaos yeah. but there's brawls at, at the moment that were happening in washington and stuff like that from uh, the Proud Boys, yeah. the Republicans, and also Antifa. So it's it's getting really chaotic. And once once it gets like officially decided, whichever way it goes, there's going to be upset people. A hundred percent. And uh, and if you think of how bad the Black Lives Matters was with all those riots and stuff, I think it could potentially be worse. Yeah, I think it's actually going to be worse. And I'm actually concerned with how that goes. Mm. Um, what an extravaganza! Like it's it's become a massive it's a circus. Show. It's a circus. Oh, it's, it is. It's a circus. And, and I was having this conversation with a friend as well. Yeah. Do you think that a country's political activities and all these happenings should yeah. be this publicly announced to the world? Uh, probably not. Probably not. I think mm. it's. Yeah, I think it's. It's very different. Like when you look at Australia, like. I guess you're either labor or liberal, but yeah. it's not. It's nowhere near to the extent no. of America. Like, if it, people in America they lose relationships, friendships over just what side you're on. Yeah. Essentially, it's like a massive cult over there. Essentially, um, but I don't think. I don't. I don't know. Like it's it's crazy. Yeah, it, it's hard to de- de- determine where this is going. Yeah, and it's, it's very hard. It's very exciting as well at the same time 100%. because as a country, the United States is yeah. massive. They've yeah. got massive. So many things going on, and yeah. they need this. They need something to happen. They yeah. need the corruption and everything to end. Yeah. Obviously, there are worse places out there uh, in the world in terms of uh, political instability. But of it's course. just the fact that the US is so big and it's so influential in 100%. everyone's life. Um, it's it, influence, it will influence Australia, China, everything, it, it Russia. Will. It's it's yeah. massive. Yeah. Um, so it's going to determine a lot based on how this election ends. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be crazy. That's all I'm going to say is <laughs> yeah. you, you don't know where it's going to go. But I honestly, like, I'll go back to it that I, I truly believe that Trump will win. Yeah. Um, uh, it is obviously a bit biased. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think that there is more and more fraud coming out um, and there's more resounding evidence that's going to be um, overturned the actual results when yeah. it goes to the Supreme Court. Because mm. if you look as well, Trump, the, it's the same thing that happened with Bush and Al Gore. Mm. Al Gore was elected president and then it got overturned to Bush. Yeah. That was um, in 2000, they, right? Yeah, yeah, 2000, right. And and it went to the Supreme Court, got overturned. Yeah. So imagine how it's going to... If that same thing happens again. Yeah. So Trump, he's already got the three Supreme judge, Court yeah. judges that were in the Bush-Al Gore in, 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 already into the Supreme Court. Because he thinks they know what they're doing. 
Exactly, and and they favor Republican generally, so mm. they're going to look at this more in, like um, and look at it actually yeah. see the fraud as it is. If they can prove that there's been a lot of amount of fraud, you know, like who knows? Yeah, you know, it's it's going to be nuts because you know Trump's being uh, posting on social media saying I want the election recount, stop the count. Yeah. Imagine if it were if he was true. Yeah, no. If imagine if uh, if if the vote was it really did happen, it's going to be crazy. Exactly. Like you said, it, civil war is, so, yeah, is at it's, its brink. It's, 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 yeah, and a lot, that's why like it's so important. Like I pay more attention to the American politics than I do Australian. Yeah. I view the Australian ones very boring and like, <laughs> it's, it not is, a lot yeah. of not a lot of like, you know, publicity or anything about it. It's, it's very re- plain. It's very relaxed, bland, plain. Yeah. So in a way that's good as well as a nation. As, yeah. yeah, I agree. As a nation that you live in, it's probably good as that <laughs> way and you don't have to really and I guess I don't even think it plays that much factor like uh-huh. Labour Liberal that much to the extent yeah. it does in America with the Republican Democrats there's a massive uh, differences in opinion very 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 massive difference and it's it's go- it, like like I said it's just going to be exciting to see yeah. what happens yeah. no matter which way it goes like you've never had it where like a president has refused to concede and not and um, give up like the yeah. the presidency so yeah, it's gonna be. What, what do you like uh, about Trump? What's what's one character you think, um, as a person, uh, forgetting the politics uh, or voter fraud aside, yeah. as a person in Trump? It's well, it's you got to look at it. He's very honest, and he's not afraid to give his opinion. And like you think of it, if he's received eighty million plus votes, um, it's it's due to the fact that people are getting drawn into it. They. People are not wanting just a politician that just gives um, that beats around the bush and just gives very um, robotic answers. He he tells it, he gives the public in a very like simplistic way, which everyone can understand. Um, but you also believe when you hear him speak. Like there's some yeah. there's a there's a, and I honestly believe he has America in the back of his heart. He does, and yeah. and, and and people that think don't uh, think that he's had the media against him since day one, mm. and I, I don't know anyone that would be more resilient than Donald Trump. And he does not care. Right? He does not he's care. Like, yeah. He has a ten out of ten resilience. Like to, to think of it, this all started back when he was. 2016 when he was running for his first presidency the media has been against him ever since then mm. the public as well and he keeps rising and never giving up and, and that's yeah. what draws people in is that his perseverance to keep going mm. and not be dictated by what others think potentially may think of him and um truly have america in the back of his mind and heart and that's what draws more public to him yeah um and that's what people love about him and and you can also he values the police as well um he values like he values a lot of things yeah um and i truly i truly think he's a blessing to the world <laughs> yeah, yeah. As, as a person of what he is and yeah. how he portrays himself we yeah. need those people like yeah. we need people who speak the truth of and course we, we, we like we need people who, who are like you know determined with their yeah. opinions and you yeah. know not scared to say things of course he, he's he's pretty much was a, the gateway for that he mm. started that yeah. type of thing where just some and i think people are just not liking him because he's also not technically mm. a politician per se yeah like a normal one where he's was a businessman but like his love for America shows, and yeah. that's what draws people in. Yeah, a majority of Americans, yeah, it, it, it draws them up. Yeah, but I guess uh, the reason why he's getting so much hate is because yeah. of how uh, or certain things he says towards yeah. the minorities, as yeah. in the black people or yeah. brown immigrants, yeah. Muslims. Um, yeah. There are things. See, there. Are, regardless of how big of a businessman you are, yeah, 
or how much of a resilience you have. Yeah. You've got to be nice to people. That's that's yeah. the basic foundation of human being. I'm sure yeah. Trump is nice, but so, some things he says, um, you know, it may yeah. not be affecting us. Yeah, but there are millions of people out there who yeah. are affected. Yeah, I think some things he may say out of context, mm. um, but you got to think that the he, majority of those things that you're referring to, he used he was saying back four years ago. Mm. If you take a look recently, he hasn't really said any of that. Like I don't know anything recently that he said that's been very negative or do, derogatory. Do that's uh, because of the election that's coming in. No, I think it's yeah potentially, but also the, he's just I think um, changed from that mindset as mm. well. Um, and developed more into a mindset of everyone. I guess yeah. potentially also the Black Lives Matters may have also played an influence in that too. Yeah. Um, and what we've also got to consider is he's a businessman and he does not have the political experience or the media handling ability that certain politicians yeah. have. Maybe that's why as well. Like he's improving yeah. now. He's learning. Of course. Yeah. He's learning the way of words yeah. to make sure that you say the truth, but in not in a way it hurts. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I honestly don't think he discriminates anyone mm. personally. I, I think it may come, come uh, make him across as that. Yeah. Um, but I truly believe he has every American. Mm. Um, if you take a look at it, uh, the American unemployment rates have gone down mm. ever since he became uh, president as well. They don't talk about that. There's a lot of stats that show yeah. that he's actually leading a lot of the minorities into a better spot. Mm. Um, they never talk about Yeah. I guess he's opening up opportunities for Americans to 100%. contribute because, you know, it, it, it is true. Like, yeah. the U.S. has a ma- massive problem with immigrants and yeah. illegal immigrants, sorry. Yeah. And he's trying to make sure that that problem is fixed. Like, yeah. maybe the wall or, you know, people coming yeah. in through the borders, uh, yeah. the water. And sometimes it did come across as a bit yeah. uh, abrupt. Yeah. But I guess it's the way of words. Uh, yeah. And he's learning. Of course. Um but he's he's yeah as he's human too right like yeah. everyone says something wrong and they regret it afterwards like mm-hmm. you can't fault him on one thing you, you got to look at the bigger picture of what he's done and where he's brought america to mm. if if it wasn't for covid mm. did anyone really complain about donald trump that whole time before covid no one mm. no one said anything bad or negative about him um it was always like good he he was yeah. he was leading the country into they were they were doing really well economically and everything yeah and now if you think about covid's about a finish he he's the man to take him out of mm. the the economic strife that they're currently in america and he would definitely bring them back i, I would much favor trump who's a yeah. businessman who's made millions and and billions of dollars to take america out of the current economic despair that they're in from the covid crisis mm. and return them back a lot of people uh, as well say that you know what barack obama did or what george yeah. w bush did so it, it was sort of the, all the problems were passed on to trump yeah. and sort of he's like trying to fix it now yeah that's what a lot of people say as well and yeah, yeah you've got to give the man some credit like you like you said he's human and um, people people say things they may regret but yeah. like you, you shouldn't judge someone on what they may have said and yeah. And a lot of the time, media, what they will do is, he may say like a whole sentence, but they'll cut out that sentence and just <laughs> yeah. get the negative part. Out of context, yeah. Exactly. Out of, completely out of context. And they'll portray him into a very negative manner, which they've done so for years. Yeah. Imagine if they started portraying him in the, in, in the good way, how many more votes he would actually have. Instead of 80 million, he probably got all the votes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, 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 despite the media being completely against him, he still managed to 
You know what I mean? Yeah, getting so many votes. Exactly. And, you know, the fact that he... I, I thought about this the other day. The fact that he keeps saying you're fake news, fake news. In a yeah. way, if you think about it, there's so much fake news out yes, there. Yes, 100%. And especially, I don't trust uh, so many news agencies. CNN. <laughs> Fox as well. Like, yes, Fox. Yeah. It's, no way. <laughs> I, I do trust BBC. Um, yeah. They're not American, though. Okay. But, yeah, I do trust BBC. Yeah. I, I do. So a lot trust. of them are fake. It's yeah. very hard, um, and they will do anything for views. Yeah, and they will mangle your mindset. Hundred percent. They will make you make your mindset turn into something that you're not. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. That, that's why I, I personally don't even watch the news because I feel like it's too fabricated, too fake. Yeah. And it's it's. They're only painting one side of the image. Half the time, you only hear one side of the story, and you never mm-hmm. hear the other side yeah. of the other person, and. I just, I don't I don't like it at all. Yeah, I, I'd rather avoid it all completely. It's a part of the detox process. Like yeah, you're, you're like you know you slowly start realizing yeah. that oh man, the more you listen to news, the more yeah. you read these things, it, it will bring you down. Exactly, and if you take a look at it, probably the majority of Biden supporters are the ones that are actually watching the news. Yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's it would definitely be a correlation because they watch the news. If they didn't watch the news and just um, started just watching Trump. And yeah. watching his interviews and his rallies and hearing what he has to say and his positivity and outlook with everything, they would get drawn into that, like uh-huh. like the eighty million that have, mm. and and it would be it wouldn't even be close to be honest. Yeah. So you feel like if the news and the agencies were unbiased with oh, the news portraying, it would not Trump, even be close. Trump would have a different. Uh, we would have. A bit Think about it. Would Trump you not agree as well? Like, no, if, uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. If, if if this whole news, if there was no news at all, no media to dictate. Um, what Trump or Biden did or anything like I'm 100% certain just by based on the rallies interviews and stuff like that that Trump would have yeah it wouldn't it would be a landslide it yeah. honestly would have been a landslide yeah because uh, think about it no you're right four years of the media uh, and yeah. the news just completely bashing Trump the even whole then, time yeah even I, then he's had like 80 million yeah. votes yeah Oh yeah, <laughs> it's huge. It's huge. It is huge. It, is yeah. huge. it wouldn't if you, if you even look at the numbers if you think about it. Eighty million people still wanted him, despite everything that's been said about Trump, or mm. always conveying things. And then they're also making up things as well, um, the Russia leaks and stuff uh-huh. like that. Twenty sixteen was about the Russia leaks and all this sort of stuff, and now they're saying that there's no fraud. There's always something going on that they're not. Yeah, you know what I mean. Is there's always they're making like, and it's 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 really sad to see mm-hmm. what how against they are it's the it's their president and why yeah. are they treating him in such a negative yeah uh portrayal i, I yeah. don't understand i guess when it started in 2001 the no, the twin towers the world yeah. trade center that started the massive war on terrorism yeah um and it was like even that's controversial <laughs> exactly <laughs> even that's very yeah, that's contra- my air quotes yeah like, war on terrorism yeah. Yeah. it's like there's so many there, there was massive war yeah. happening in the world yeah bush it was his uh, term then. Yeah. But then we don't talk about that as much. We don't investigate yeah. that as much as we do, as we scrutinize things now. Yeah, 100%. Like, even with that, there's no way those buildings fall down <laughs> as straight as they did. Like, know. you know, there was literally like um, engineers and stuff saying that it's impossible yeah. for the way those buildings fell without there being bombs inside those exactly. buildings. Yeah. And, and I truly 
think that as well. Like, there's there's a lot of conspiracy around that. Yeah. And I don't think it's even conspiracy anymore. I honestly believe it was just an incentive for America to invade. Yeah. And start a pretty much a war. Yeah, but it was very badly staged, the, yeah. the towers falling in. Of course. I mean, um, I've heard uh, stories of people working in the basement or yeah. uh, working on the first level yeah. hear explosions before the planes hit. Yeah. See, there you go. And then um, that, and you know the smoke coming out of the buildings? Yeah. Uh, People say, or you know, researchers say that yeah. that smoke is not capable of bringing uh, yeah. buildings down. Yeah, I, I, this, I 100% believe that as well. Like, there's there's no way that yeah. would happen the way it did. Um, it's just not possible. Yeah, and and uh, Tower Seven just falling down without being hit. Yeah, like the how? <laughs> it's like, it's just honestly, how? It's yeah. not right. Um, but that that's that's another thing. Like, pretty yeah. much anything to gain like political advantage and then that was an incentive for them to start invading yeah and then go from there essentially yeah but the whole point is nobody talked about that so for no. so many years and then no. yeah nothing but yeah uh what a conversation man <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah david thanks for uh yeah. doing this thanks no for worries in. man that's yeah. it's been really good <laughs> yeah feels good right just, yeah it's just been just awesome ranting. bro it's yeah. been something different something yeah. really really good yeah. talk about everything Enjoy it. Exactly. We'll do it again. Um, 100%. Yeah. You, Alex, Muron, possibly, yeah. Justin, just, you know, like a trial. Yeah, yeah. A, that'd be yeah, awesome. Have a group a, kind of a group thing and just enjoy and talk about whatever comes across our minds and yeah, exactly, just go adventure yeah. off, essentially. Without a without a structure, just, you know, speaking your opinions yeah. because, you know, 100%. this is important today. Like, you've got to yeah. talk to people and then you've got to talk about yeah. your opinions because you could make a difference to someone listening. 100%. Just one simple conversation can change your whole life. Exactly. Even saying hello to someone random in the... In the Let's say you were like in a funny way. You approach a girl, you say hi to them. Mm. That could be a girl you marry. Yeah, literally a simple hi. That, that one word of saying hi, yeah. you could marry that person in in years times. Yeah, yeah, that is literally. So it's it's the power of words and power of going through that fear. Yeah, and going into the unknown. That's what drives people. Hundred percent, man. You yeah. never know what day, uh, yeah. what the day is going to bring. Never, ever. You could. There's a domino effect. Exactly. The smallest things can alter everything. Yeah. The smallest things. It could be a day that could change your life. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. But cheers, man. Uh, thanks for doing this. No and, worries. Um, we'll do it again. Hundred percent. Thank you. Thank All you so much for, for listening, guys. Thank you.